0: When you're having a medical emergency, the last thing you need is to be stuck in a crowded waiting room. You can be seen now at your local neighbor's emergency center. We're in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, and Cigna, and open 24-7, including weekends and holidays. Find your nearest neighbors at NEC24.com. That's NEC24.com. Freedom is a feeling, and the best way to truly feel free is behind the wheel of a Jeep SUV. Find out what true freedom feels like at Jeep Freedom Days. And right now, get $1,000 combined cash allowance, plus Texas residents financing get $500 Chrysler Capital bonus cash, plus 1,500 cash allowance on the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee WK Laredo. Financing for well-qualified buyers to Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Must take retail delivery by 531-22. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hello, thank you for joining Destiny Talk. This is our last day of prayer and fasting, our last day of breaking through to heaven to get the results that God wants us to have and doing the prayers that God desire us to do to get the manifestations, to get the results that he is desiring us to receive. So I pray that this week was an awesome week for you. That you were surprised by the Holy Spirit at all the things that he has done and will be doing in your life. I'm very excited about, you know, God giving more revelation. He's talking to us and we're listening and we're training our ear and our spirit man to listen. To sit down and meditate on his word. To sit down and have conversations with God that turn out to be just tremendous blessings it gets us closer to our destiny and it fulfills not only our our personal life but our spiritual is growing as well so we begin to thank god for the things that he has taught us in this week father we thank you right now we give you praise glory and honor we worship you today oh god And we will allow nothing to separate us from you, O God. And if we realize that something is separating us from you, we will immediately come out of it, O God. We will immediately stop it and rebuke it in, in Jesus' name. Because we don't want anything to separate us from your love, to separate us from our destiny from the heart of you oh god so father right now if there is anything hindering us from you we we repent right now we release it over to you and we rebuke it in jesus name father any spirit that has entered in whether we have allowed it or we just didn't know but whatever it is oh god we rebuke it right now oh god and we turn our lives our spirit man Back over to you to focus only on you to love only you, oh God, as we continue to grow for destiny to grow for assignment and purpose. Oh God, we love you, we are in love with you, God. So forgive us for anything in this week or any weeks to come that tries to separate us, and we yield ourselves to it, oh God. We repent even right now before it happens, oh God. But give us that wisdom and knowledge and revelation, oh God. Of how to defeat temptation because we know that you've made a way out of it, oh God. But we thank you right now because we have grown in you and there's nothing too hard for you. And when temptation or anything presents itself to us, oh God, that you will help us to show us that we need to grow in that area. Because it's a blockage, oh God, from what we need to do. We thank you right now, O God, for any revelation you've given us this week, O God, about where our weaknesses are, about where we need to be spiritually, God. We thank you right now as we take the responsibility and the accountability to grow in the areas that you've shown us this week and for us to begin to grow spiritually in you. So right now, we just want to just overcome, you know show that we have grown within ourselves through our meditation and through our prayers and through communicating with Christ and letting him know how we feel and then waiting for him to respond to us and creating our own Bible prayer points that we pray according to the word of God and not just aimless prayers, but we actually have prayers with a focus. We actually have prayers that going up into heaven to come down to answer us those are the prayers that we want so today we're going to go into second samuel and read over that second samuel 13 um yeah and it came to pass after this that absalom the son of david had a fair sister whose name was tamar and anon the son of david loved her And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and Anon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Anon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemesh, David's brother, and Jonadab was a very subtle man. And he said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son, lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me? And Anan said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother's Absalom's sister. And Ananab said unto him, Lay thee down on the bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, Let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it at her hand. So Anon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king came to see him, Anon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar saying, Go now to thy brother Anon's house and dress his meat." him meat. So Tamar went to the brother Anon's house and he was laid down and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight. And did bake the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him. But he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have out all men from me. And they went out away from him, every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made, and brought, him, brought them into the chamber to Amnon her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took her. He took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly, and I with it shall I cause my shame to go. And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. Howbeit he could not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her to lay with him. And Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred where he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Rise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil is sending me away is greater than the other that thou hast done unto me but he would not hearken unto her. Then he called his servant and ministered unto him, and said, Put now this woman out from me, and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of divers colors upon her, for with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins appalled. Then his servant brought her out and blotted the door, bolted the doors after her. So right here, as I was saying, I was going to be studying on personality disorder and pretty much anything you need to find out from the bible or get some information about it you can really find it in the bible now this is a personality disorder example right here or what you would call a narcissist as to you know how people are relating them because um the personality disorder it um it wants to meet emotional needs that they have at any cost to anyone else's harm or whatever Um, a lot of it people are saying is the fact that they had a lot of voids in their own life a lot of um, bad things to happen to them and I'm thinking that what happened when you have a lot of voids in your life and you have a lot of trauma and a lot of different things that bottled up as a child or even as an adult teenager or whatever you begin to suppress it to the point where you say I'm not going to deal with it you know and you just keep suppressing it and keep suppressing it to the point where you think it's gone but it's really not it's actually hovering around mentally inside of you emotionally inside of you and as you're thinking it's gone the devil is putting his own water and seed upon that thing that you have suppressed and he just keep coming little bit after little bit after little bit until one day it becomes a larger demon than you thought it would ever be. And you're wondering where did this demon come from? How did I become and have a personality disorder What happened? Where is this coming from? But it's coming from your past of when it was first started. And you thought you were just suppressing it. And you thought you gave it to God. And you thought that you out of mind, out of sight. But in actuality, the devil took that thing and just began to plant seed. And slowly, slowly, you know, it started to grow. And it became a personality disorder. Because in your mind, you're saying, I'm going to get them before they get me. And that's how it starts out. Then it starts out with a little bit of lying and lying until that demon begins to grow. And then you start um disrespecting people because in your mind, I'm not going to be put to shame anymore by anybody. But I'm going to put people to shame. So then that demon begins to grow. So there's a multiple... Um, thing of demons that's growing off of one seed because as you begin to suppress it and it grows and as you begin to take that anger and put it into a different direction that seed all of those seeds are growing to where now you have what they call a personality disorder because you never addressed anything that was going on around you within you Your emotions, your thoughts, your conversations, your pains. All of that became a piece of a demonic thing that is happening within you. It doesn't have to be one demon that dwells in us. It can actually be a lot because we don't really realize we are submitting to that demonic force. We think we're actually handling it. And then we get to the point where we become blind The devil never wants you to see him. He wants to hide to where you can't see him. And you not know that you are changing slowly. That anger is coming into you slowly. To where by the time it's full blown. You don't know how to get rid of it. Because it's been housed in you for so long. And the territory is now manifesting out of you. That demonic force. So when he he when Tamar's brother wanted her so bad, it was a lust spirit that was in him that wanted her so bad. He could just imagine being with her. Now it never said he wanted to marry her. Never said he wanted to love her. Never said he wanted to even be with her. He just wanted to lie with her that is a lustful spirit right there and it just grew because it said it 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 grew to the point where it pained him so it was a little small demon first and the more he thought about it the more he fed that demon the bigger it got and he became to have a personality disorder over that situation no one could convince him to not do this that this was not a good thing all he knew is he had to have her and he allowed that lustful spirit to grow and to grow until the day came when he had an opportunity to manifest that demon that demon decided this is the day of manifestation And if we're not praying and staying into the focus and the will of God, we will not see that that manifestation is that day. Because I know as a woman, you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but you brush it off and you go, eh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, you know, and even as men, you just, ah, it's just me feeling this way. But in your spirit, man, there's something going on. Even when we're dating, you get that impression spiritually but you shake it off "Ah, he's a good guy you know it's just me tripping because i've been hurt so much but god is warning us and he's warning us and some of us are very strong with our spiritual intuition that soon as we look at them we can see that demon soon as we look at them we can see where the demon is but sometimes we as emotional as we are we'll begin to brush it off and say it's just me So as she began to feed him, not knowing what was about to happen to her, she just wanted to do what her father asked her to do. And it's her brother. So she's loving it. You know, she's Hey, I'm a family. I'm going to do this to help my brother get better. Not realizing that there was a whole setup from the devil for her. So as she goes in and she's doing all of the right things for him, that evil spirit, that personal personality disorder that he had was growing and growing and growing. And even that day it was growing and becoming powerful. And the manifestation actually happens that day because that, that disorder took over the person because of the fact that It's been dormant for so long. But that was the day of manifestation. And after it was over. After it was all over. And this is where they say the narcissist. Or the personality disorder. Begins to discard you. Because what they felt. For so long about you. With the. The good words and the um what they call the love bombing they make you feel like the queen that you are they make you feel like a princess but after it was all over the Bible says he hated her more than the love that he started out with now if that's not a demonic spirit I don't know what it is. That that's not of God But he hated her more After he got it He took away everything from her That demon did And even took away from the person Who actually performed it Who manifested this upon her That demon manifested And then discarded her And that was painful for her to have to feel that way. And she just walking around doing her daily things. She just walking around being her lovely self. And that demon manifested that day and took a part of her life and mind and everything with her with it on that discard. So when we get ourselves into a situation With a person that has personality disorder. We have to be very prayerful. How to get out of it. How to not become one ourselves. Because now we are going to suppress. Everything that just happened to us. And the demon begins to grow and grow. Because of that pain. Because of that hurt. Because of that abandonment. And it will begin to just fester and grow and now we are having that same trait and it just continues to bounce around so we want to make sure that we stay connected with the word of God we stay connected with ourselves and when things like that happen we cry and pour it all out to God and not think that we can handle it ourselves because that's what the enemy wants us to believe that we are the ones that can take this on and we are the ones that can do it. But spiritually we need help in this area. That we do not harbor that pain, that abandonment, that situation in our heart that To where it grows with anger, it grows with resentment, it just continues to grow with all the negativity. And now we have become a person of personality disorder. Whereas before any incident happened, we were normal people trying to live a normal life. So we have to be true to ourselves, we have to be true to God and allow him to shield us if anything negative and tragic happened to us we have to give it over to god in our tears in therapy you can go to therapy for it but whatever it's going to take for you not to allow the devil to take that situation give you a personality disorder And he becomes so strong that now you really got to go get deliverance from it because of the fact that you don't know what else to do. So don't ever feel defeated. Don't ever feel alone and abandoned. You know, and we say, God, why did this happen to us? And what are you, what were you thinking? And why were we just have so many questions to God that the enemy will try to make them negative negative conversations to God and so we just finally get angry with God and say he's not real because he saw the rape happen he saw the molestation happen God you saw all of it and you still didn't do anything you still didn't come no matter how many times I said stop no matter how many times I said no you watched it and let it happen God why and the enemy will take that hurt and that pain and make it a disorder in your life And plant seeds that should not be there. We do not want the enemy to come in. And take the love of God out of our lives. Take the trust and protection that God has for us out. Because of the pain that we're feeling. But God is able to heal us when we give it to him. And we have to sincerely give it to him so if you are meeting someone right now you're locked in with a person who has personality disorder god can help you get out he will open a window he will let that temptation not overtake you but he will give you a way to escape from it if need be but a personality disorder god can heal that but you don't have to stay in it But you can pray that God release that demon, cast that demon out of that person. Because that's all it is. It's a demonic spirit that can be cursed and pulled out of that person. But you don't have to stay until it's done. Get out when God say you got to go. But the person needs deliverance from that demonic spirit. And maybe they don't have the connections. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know how. They don't know people that do deliverance. But all things are possible through Christ. He loves us. But they are in pain and they have dwelled in pain for so long that it has manifested. In their life, if we would have caught these things before the devil planted his seed and began to grow, the person would not be, they would be a normal human being that was created by God, but they have an opportunity to be saved, to be delivered from. All of that disorder from childhood, from adultery or nothing. But it's all about, I'm going to get you before you get me. It's all about fear tactics. It's all about, they think they're protecting themselves from that, repeating that whole painful process, repeating that abandonment. So they're saying, I'm going to get you before you get me. I'm going to leave after I get what I get. Because I'm not going to end up letting you hurt me again. That's their foundation you know of why they do what they do but they need deliverance and they need prayer distance prayer distance you know prayer and communication um but they definitely would need that demon cast out because if it's been in there for years it has grown and and if they feed it It's definitely going to grow and lodge itself inside of their house. Their spiritual house. Demanding that they don't have to go. Because of the fact that this person is enjoying having them there doing what they do. So we just want to pray. And ask God to help these individuals. And help them get out of the torment that they're going through. In their spiritual body. In their spiritual mind. That they have let this happen. And I talked to one one time. And all he kept saying was. I want to be loved too. I want to be married too. So I could hear two different things going on inside of that person. He was warring to get out. But didn't know how. But then so comfortable with it. That he didn't want to let it go the manipulation, the sex life of every woman could possibly manipulate to have sex with. Because the person was married, got engaged to someone else, and discarded the person knowing they would never be engaged to them, but they thought that was the only way that they would be intimate with people, is women, is through telling them, I'm going to marry you. So with that, the women would, ooh, ah, ah, You know, and they get what they want before marriage and then discard them afterwards. But in their reality life, they were already separated or married from the person with the person in in another life. But they're not revealing all of that in it. So you need God and his guidance to let you know the perpetrators out there, the ones who's out to damage you. So even though people say, "Ah, I'm going to marry you, that's not always true. Because they can in their secret life be already married. They could be in their secret life with absolutely no intention. So you have to be careful of what's presented before you. Because the job of the devil is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's using this personality disorder to do that to those who are normal And living for Christ. And in love with God. So when the Holy Spirit gives you that spiritual intuition. That uh uh-uh. And you're like well God. And it's like "Uh uh-uh. Don't compromise with what God is saying. Because once you open up that demonic door. With ease. And you go "Uh, I'm going to see. Now you jump and rope with the devil. Now you're pillow talking with the devil. Because the intention is to destroy you. Your destiny. Your destiny your name, everything that could be destroyed, or what they call a smearing campaign. So you don't want to even open the door. Once God speak to you and tell you, no, this is not it, run away fast. Because you don't want to deal with the demons of someone, and then it jumps on you. And now you have to go get deliverance because of disobedience to God from telling you not to do something. And you did it anyway, thinking that God would agree or... You know how we pray and we say God anoint the service and God anoint this. It's already anointed. There's nothing to pray but to walk in his presence and his presence will begin to go forth. So let us be very, very careful of the people we allow in our spiritual space, knowing that it's an it's a, a destiny, it's an assignment, and we don't want people to destroy that relationship that we have worked so hard to get with God for a a fleshly relationship or a fleshly marriage that's not ordained by God because it could damage what you and God have but God will always save us from it unless we continually disobey him then that's a whole another another story for us to uh have to deal with but stay in the word of God. And if you feel you've made mistakes along the way, go and repent Ask God whatever demons that have entered in to cast it out. You will stand strong in his word. You will not repeat the same processes over again. Because God has healed your damages. God has healed the things that kept you away from him. So you don't want to now pick up somebody else's damages. Somebody else's disorders. And bring them back to your life and your spiritual man. To now have to go backwards Instead of continually because you were moving forward before you met the person. But now you're stagnated or you're going to go backwards if you continue to allow this person into your space, into your life. If they don't pray with you, if they're not walking in Christ, then they're not for you. Because the things that we have to look for in a mate, in a friend, in anybody we communicate when we are on our destiny um, journey, we are on our assignment journey. We have to say, is the person that I'm walking with God fearing? Do they fear God just as much as I do? That we will not cross the line of any demonic forces. If your answer is not yes, then that person shouldn't be in your space. That person should not know how you walk and talk to God. That person should not be anywhere near Conversations of what you and God do in your private time, because if they don't fear God, they're not going to respect anything that you got to say. They'll be like, yeah, 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 okay, but listen to what I'm talking about. So we don't want that, and we don't want to have to constantly pray. God, turn this this person over into um, their destiny or whatever while we're walking with them. But we pray that afar, God help them but i got to keep focused i got to i got to keep on my journey i can't go back pull pull them up and then you know no allow them to go through their own process their own deliverance their own whatever they have to do encourage them but stay focused on your journey because you work too hard to let it go you come too far with god to allow a situation to come up in your life that somebody is not god fearing and, and a lot of times we see people in church and we cling to them because we're like, oh, they love the Lord and oh, they this. They could just be church goers and not intimate with God. Whereas you are intimate with God. You share everything with God. You allow God to reprimand you. You allow God to tell you any and everything that you need to do to get on your journey and you follow him. But a church goer is just that. I'm going to go, hear the word of God, and then I'm going to go do what I do. They're not submitted, committed, broken, or anything before God. So you have to um, watch out for that. And are they focused on what God is doing in your life? They see the passion that you have. Do they share that same passion? Will they support that passion and that journey that you're on? Because... If not, you want to make sure that you don't pair up with these kinds of people. Because you know they're going to be unfaithful. You know they're not going to be focused on the things that God has for you. You know. And don't compromise it by saying, oh, well, but. No, there's no, oh, well, but. You have worked too hard. You've come too far. And you have learned too much about God. You have been in his secret place. He has allowed you to come and talk to him and fellowship with him. And now you want to compromise all of that for a friendship, a relationship, for a marriage, for whatever. It's not worth it. Because you don't want to abort now. You don't. You're too close to abort now. God will forgive you if you've messed up. He will listen to you, talk to you, and tell you how to get out of it. But you have to stay focused on it. You have to stay in repentance mode at all times. And you have to continue to love God and get away. Shun evil. Just let that stuff go. It's not worth it. It didn't help you before you got in your relationship with God. And it's surely not going to help you after you got into your relationship. Matter of fact, you got into the relationship with God seriously because you were tired of what you were doing before that time. So why would we now go back to it now that we know how God is? We know the conversation. We know the expectations. He's shown us the secret things. Why would we now want to trickle back into things that we know had no prosperity spiritually for us just for that. No, it's not even worth it. Stick with God and you'll go further and you'll find that right person that fears God and will help you to keep your focus and have a fruitful life. So when we look at what happened to Tamar and we know in reality that that has happened to women before, and we all have compassion for that situation. But even if you've been through that, give it to God. Do not allow it to sit dormant and grow with demonic forces of anger, of negativity, feeling rejected, feeling ashamed, feeling no value. Because those are the things of a, a, a personality disorder feels. And once that become come in and you're saying, well, you know, I feel ashamed, God, so I'm not going to do this. I feel defeated, God. So... And the more you begin to say those things, the more the demonic forces begin to grow. So now there's more than one demon that you're going to have to get cast out because you've allowed so much pain in separate areas to grow and abide within you spiritually. The word of God can do anything though. The word of God will heal you. The word of God will deliver you. So don't even claim that you have a personality disorder. Claim that you have a loving father who who died for you. Who sent his son to die for you and to resurrect. Because he knew that this kind of spirit would come into the world. And try to destroy the people of God. So don't think that you have no more hope. Don't think that you don't have anyone or any. Any situation to bring you out of this because the Word of God, the blood of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will bring you out of this demonic hold that is upon your life. And we, and, and everybody has maybe had a demonic hold at some point. Whether it had been finances. Whether it had been sleeping with demonic forces in your dreams. There's so many things that will hinder our lives for each and every one. But the most important thing is to come out of it. The most important thing is it is to confess your sins before the Lord. And he will bring you out. So I thank you all once again as we close out tonight with our prayer and fasting. And that we have all, me as well, have learned so much in the process of this um, one week. And how God has really shown me who he is in my situations of need, I mean dire need. I mean like a need that like um, an Esther need, <laughs> where we got to go down and pray. And if we perish, we just gonna have to perish. But I will believe God one hundred percent of this journey because this week He has shown me that He got my back. So with now that being understood, I know now how to go to God in prayer. And get the manifestations that I need within the time that it needs to be done so I thank God for those revelations I thank God for loving me and communicating with me and allowing me to come into his secret place to see who he is and how the power of the Holy Spirit will will just help us through any and everything, and how the blood of Jesus will continue to purge me, continue to convict me, continue to protect and heal me. I have learned so much on my journey of destiny and purpose that I do not want to turn back around with things that I, that had no purpose, no value, no anything in my life with those things. And quit on God. I just, I can't. I love him too much to just quit. Or to go back because I found a good looking man. Or I'm making more money now. And, and I forget about God. Even for a season, I, I don't even want I can't even think about doing it, it that way. Because I've learned so much. So Father, we thank you right now for this week that we have had. In every manifestation and encounter that we have had with you within these days, oh God. The revelation that you've given us through your word. The power of the Holy Spirit manifesting in our life this week, oh God. We give you honor and praise. And we're going to continue to grow in you even after this week, oh God. That we may get to know who you are. We may get to be in your presence, oh God. As you allow us to be to come in, we just thank you right now, oh God. We love you. We are in love with you, and we will continue to grow with you. In Jesus' name, thank you so much for the love and support that I receive. Um, if you have anything you want to, you know, talk about or pray about, is um, Destiny Talk Show at Yahoo.com, and if you want to support you know the ministry and what God is doing then that's the cash app that's listed on the page as well and i thank you so much for all everyone that has supported and will continue to support and um we are closing it out now but we will continue our bible study lessons and we're going to be doing also some interviews as well so we thank you and have a good night when you're having a medical emergency the last thing you need is to be stuck in a crowded waiting room you can be seen now at your local neighbor's emergency center we're in network with blue cross blue shield aetna and cigna and open 24 7 including weekends and holidays find your nearest neighbors at nec24.com that's nec24.com we know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.